0: Thank you so much to all of our sponsors Milestone, Aero Asset, Airbus, LCI, Leonardo, Sirium, Nova Capital, Protective Packaging, and also Paturon Valuations, who uh, I find hard to, uh, I need to check the pronunciation on it. So, who better to help me do that than Gerard Duterte, CEO and founder, and also Sarah Darawal, Valuations Manager for Ascend by Sirium. Gerard, please can yeah. you correct my pronunciation?
1: Yes. Hi, Hal. Thank you for, for having me. This is a great opportunity for me to talk to you all with a new hat, uh, as many of you know. Well, Pteron, uh, Pteron. it's a P, P-T-E-R-O-N. It should ring a bell because it's part of helicopter. And Pteron means uh, wing. It's a wing. And Heli means a helix, you know, a spiral. spiral. Um, so this is how the word uh, helicopter was born, and I just took the Greek word uh, pteron, pteron valuations. And me. I do love
0: the name. I, I think it's an awesome name. Yeah,
1: yeah. no, i I got I got good feedback, and and uh, no, I love the name. Uh, at least a, a good opportunity to initiate discussions and and to explain uh, the word, and and, uh, and there is a very close link with the word helicopter that, uh, that this see. industry that we love and the uh, that we are in.
0: And it's 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 also great to have a send by Sirium, another new name. Sarah, how are you?
2: i <laughs> very good, alissa Thank you. How are you? Right.
0: I'm good. It's 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 great seeing you guys all virtually. It would be nice to see you um in in real life. But let's let's follow on from the themes we've had today. And one of the key themes has been ESG, environmental, social um, issues. Environment has really been the key one. And oil, and we've talked about COP. Um, Gerald, what's your thoughts on, is this all affecting offshore helicopter valuations?
1: Well, in, in, when, when you consider actually what uh, many uh, uh, issues have been addressed today uh, by previous speakers we are still going to need helicopter in the oil and gas world for the next 10 15 20 years definitely even further exploration is going to be performed we need helicopters so even though uh, oil could look like like a sort of a dirty world uh, nowadays but in fact uh, helicopters will be a key asset to continue producing and pumping oil and therefore uh helicopter values uh should keep up to date um and and in p- pretty pretty good uh, pretty good shape um uh, so so the, the 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 oil and gas um uh, industry um is still going to need the helicopters therefore values uh, should keep hold sorry
2: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah
2: i completely agree with gerard i think um I think whenever something like COP26 happens, you see a flurry of of discussions, some of which will eventually fade away. But I think one of the the important things is to look at who signed up for COP26. Not the entire world did that, and um, us in the Western world, we, we might start looking at reducing our our um, emissions in that way, whilst Large part of the world are not going to. Um, so yes, we're still going to need oil. We're still going to need gas for the foreseeable future. However, I think the challenge that we have still have with values for the offshore sector is, is the excess that is still in it. And I think the last couple of years have really exposed that excess in a different way. I think 2018-19 uh, started seeing a bit of an increase in rig count and we saw some exploration projects on the horizon w- which which brought some green shoots or we call them seaweed at the time, Alisa, uh, to the industry. But unfortunately, they have faded away over over the course as the pandemic has sort of continued. So it hasn't been a direct effect effect of really anything uh to do with a, a environmental focus or indeed the covid pandemic it's 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 just a um i think i think the helicopter industry is very um exposed to the, the, to the demand of of um oil and and the um, amount of oil rigs in service
1: as, as far as far as still um, helicopter values, I mean the, the, the key issue is the still the excess capacity uh, in the oil and gas fleet, which has been addressed today by previous uh, speakers. That is still definitely uh, a factor um, affecting downwards. Uh, values, uh, but yet uh, that is not the same. Depending on the uh, product segments, not all products are affected uh, uh, the same. Um, so this is this is definitely through the product angle that these uh, offshore values should be looked at. Um, definitely the the heavy segment, which will still be needed uh, in the future. So there, there's still room for, for heavy helicopters, and therefore for good uh, return uh, on that. But yet, there is still a, um, a too big of a capacity uh, in, in that sector, and with, with the super medium uh, pushing uh, pushing up. So th- that is, that is still a key uh, factor affecting uh, helicopter values in the offshore sector.
2: I think you're on mute, Alistair.
0: So sorry. I, was, I, was I think it's the first
2: time we've said that in this session. So you I know, know, and
0: it's me, which is more embarrassing. Um, <laughs> Sarah, how do you? Uh, you earlier you asked a question about supply and demand in offshore, and you said, "How do we anticipate reaching supply-demand balance? Retirements, redeployment, or reconfigurations? What's your answer to your question?"
2: <laughs> this is what I've been debating. I can I think it could be any two. Now, I must say that I was encouraged by by you saying that there's been a, a, a hot debate about reconfigurations following my my comment about the 139. Now, I haven't been able to see that whilst I've been in the sort of green room waiting to come on. So that's why I haven't been able to reply there. I think the reconfiguration route is extremely difficult, especially for the machines that we are looking at, which are the medium twins and the heavies. The medium twins perhaps not Expensive, but the S92 we know is extremely difficult to reconfigurate, uh, reconfigurate, and also what market would you deploy it to? So, I think that is that is a thing that perhaps is less likely. I think what we need to look at is either reduce the amount of fleet through retirements, possibly, or Wait to see if the market will indeed return to capacity levels, which I think perhaps is less likely, or it it might be a combination of the two. Um, To go back to Gerard's point, absolutely, I think the the heavies are still going to be needed in the future. It's the only heavy that we really got, and and, and it it is going to be needed. But we've got quite a few of them. Um, the 139 will also play a big part in in the fleet mix moving forward. However, what we have noticed is there's there's a big capacity. in if you look at the production profile, there's a lot of helicopters that were produced and delivered during the height of the oil and gas upturn, which is now coming up to 10 years ago. So, a lot of those machines around that 2011, 2014, 15, they are getting on a little bit with, with, with regards to age. And that's where it becomes very interesting to see how the markets are going to react moving forward with regards to what you've been talking about with the environmentally uh, sustainable program. So, I, I think the next few years are going to be extremely interesting to watch.
1: Sure yes yes one one aspect with respect to future i mean upcoming investments and in terms of future residual values uh, one thing that we can consider is that um, helicopter assets will will have a normal useful life of max 20 25 years old uh, versus more than 30 32 33 Back uh, in the early 2000s, uh, so therefore, in terms of residual values, heli- uh, market values, trends in the future, um, I think uh, investors uh, should should consider that these these assets, and because of technological changes as well, um, uh, requirements in terms of in terms of uh, environmental uh, regulations, uh, we should count on, on shorter lives. Of, of helicopters. Uh, and actually, this is what, I mean, the, the OEM do with with uh, um, offering uh, modern technology, newer technology, uh, and, and this is going to accelerate the replacement of older aircraft. And as Sarah said, uh, the, the older uh, heavies in particular, uh, more than 10 years old, 12 years old, uh, will, will will reach more rapidly Uh, the end of their life uh, in in another eight years, 10 years, uh, but certainly not longer.
0: Okay, we're we're running out of time. So I'm going to move to, if you had to pick uh, a sector where you're seeing interesting value or fleet trends, not offshore, which one would you think people should be looking at? Sara?
2: Well, I think uh, I think the corporate sector has shown really great signs lately. But we we know from the last gr- global recession that the corporate industry is very very reliant and 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 very um, reactive to any fluctuations in wealth. So I, I think perhaps that would be a little bit more unstable in the long term, let's say. The EMS sector has grown really steadily for the last 10 years at at an average of 1.2%, which is not lots. But it's been steady and it's been consistent. I think perhaps we're going to see a little bit of acceleration of that uh, um, moving forward. So I guess that's that's one to watch. But I would say as well, and I agree with, with the previous speakers, that it's really important that we show constraint. Because the more helicopters you churn out to a market, the more uh, volatile it gets with regards to the, the supply-demand equi- equilibrium. And and what values are more react- most reactive to is that equilibrium. So we've got to keep that in mind.
1: Sure. Yes, EMS, uh, definitely, um, uh, this is a secured uh, sector. Uh, usually uh, operators get, uh, they can get 10 year contract and look at uh, Nova Capital. I mean, Olivier has done a great job in, in that sector because he's managed to, to do uh, extremely well uh, with this, this sort of um, uh, mission segment. Uh, so in terms of values, I mean, this is excellent to maintain uh, proper residue values and secured uh, investment. Um it's not great numbers, not necessarily, uh, even though there are still interesting rooms ahead of us in, in Europe or in and in, 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 in other countries in the world. Uh so definitely uh you know, with light twins, uh definitely an area to uh to go to, uh especially in terms of values, relative values.
0: Brilliant. Thank you so much for joining us. We look forward to seeing you soon. In London in 2022.
1: And thanks very much. We look forward to it. Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks for having
2: us, Alistair.